Hello and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Sports. My name is Michael Rozeal and my guest today is Alyssa Hasbrook. She is the founder of Goal Standard Athletes, which is a subscription box that you can order as an athlete that has educational information. It has swag and it has other things along the lines of health and wellness, self-care, uh, amongst others, and we get deep into that during this conversation. It's really cool how Alyssa came up with this idea, and I think it's really awesome what she's doing and how she's really helping affect younger athletes, specifically older middle school to high school age athletes, and what she is capable of doing to help them. So I think it's very important. She was absolutely fantastic to have on. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Alyssa. Today, our special guest on this Friday afternoon, we have Alyssa Hasbrook. She's the founder of Gold Standard Athletes and is also a tax associate, which is kind of cool, I guess, because I need to do my taxes. So we'll see how that goes. Alyssa, <laughs> thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. I'm definitely excited to be here. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, you know, we're both in our homes, so everyone's safe, everyone's happy, everyone's healthy, and that's that's really yep. all we can ask for. <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll skip that boring talk and we'll go right into it. So Alyssa. Why do you love sports so much? Um, you know, I mean, right now I'm 24 years old. I have been playing sports as long as I can remember. Um, I think maybe soccer at four. <laughs> um, that was definitely my first love with soccer. And then I kind of transitioned to softball. Um, you know, I played Division One softball at Uni- University of Massachusetts Bowl, which is 40 minutes from Boston. Um, so I definitely had a really awesome time there. And uh I think sports has just been my passion since the day I could remember. Yeah, me too. I grew up playing soccer. That was actually the first sport I quit, though. I'm not a huge (laughs) fan of running. It kind of did it for me. I was like, all right, this is is cool, but I want to actually do something more than running. Maybe it was just also because I sucked, but that's probably uh, (laughs) – I'm going to blame it on the running. So, yeah, you said you're a Division I athlete at UMass Lowell, uh, softball. What, I guess, what was that experience like? I mean, UMass Lowell, obviously not a huge school, but Division One is Division One, man. I think that's incredible. So congratulations on that. So like, what was your time as an athlete, especially at that high of a level? What was that like? Like, what were your days like? Yeah, so I mean, just to start from the beginning, um, it's funny because, so I played in a travel team um, in high school in Pennsylvania. My coach had a lot of connections. So actually the UMass Lowell coach came to the camps and we, I, I would go to the camps. I would see him. I, you know, I wasn't really interested, to be honest, in UMass Lowell in the beginning. Um, you know, I would just keep going to these camps, and he'd be like, come to the campus. You know, I never went to Massachusetts before that. Um, so, again, I wasn't really interested. I heard it was a city campus, and I'm like, ah, I don't know if that's what I want. Um, so I, I literally emailed him at one point and said, you know, no, thank you. I'm, you know, looking elsewhere. Um, the next day, I think he emailed me. He was like, all right, well, you can come on this day. I'm like, and my, my dad's like, you know what, just go. So it was, it. It, was, it was quite a recruiting process in that aspect. Um, and then when I went on my official visit, I loved it. Um, I loved the, the team there, and that really kind of what, what wanted me to go there. Um, so that was, 
my interesting recruiting story mm-hmm. to start off with, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's recruiting sales, right? You know, I, I actually just had a recruiting coordinator on and, you know, that's pretty much what he told me. It's, it's straight sales. Like you are selling your, your culture, you're selling your campus, you're selling your team, you're selling to the parents why they should entrust you with their, their child's lives for the next four years. Um, so, I mean, shout out to, shout out to the, your coach. I mean, clearly he, he knew <laughs> what he was doing cause he got you to come and he got you to play, which I think is really cool. And, and what was your time like at UMass Lowell? Um, so again, kind of unique, uh, my experience was, so I knew going into, uh, UMass Lowell that this was going to be our first year division one. Um, pr- prior to that, we were division two in the Northeast conference, uh, NE 10 division two conference. Um, so I knew going in that I would never be able to, to participate in playoffs. Um, uh, we could win the regular season, but we couldn't, um, go past that. Why? Um, so, and once you once you transition in division one, you have a probationary period for four years where the NCAA is making sure you're upgrading your facilities, making sure your coaches, you know, follow the rules and a lot of different things you have to check off before you can officially be D1. That makes sense. That makes sense. So that's unfortunate. uh, But clearly, I guess that wasn't a big enough deterrent for you uh, to not go there, right? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it was definitely a tough process for the whole athletic program. Um, you know, you see a lot of turnover because of the fact that there was uh, different athletes from different uh, backgrounds playing there. A lot of turnover in, co- in coaches. Um, you know, they want to give them a short-term contract before they really sign them for the long haul. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was difficult my first few years just because we were kind of playing catch-up. Um, you know, we – I think my first two years, we didn't win many games. Um, it was definitely a tough process. Uh, you know, pitching is definitely a big – Thing that tr- doesn't translate as much to D2 is you know they throw harder um so that again was something that as a team we had to come you know over mm-hmm. overcome um so yeah so actually my junior year was my I think was our like almost like the end of our junior year was a turning point uh, we went on spring break we lost about every game possible there maybe picked up one win uh we were in Florida for about two weeks and you know, we were all miserable. Um, it was a tough process. Uh, I think we went 12 and 42 my junior year. So, you know, after that season happened, I kind of, I know, me and the up the seniors that were coming up, we kind of said, listen, guys, like, this is not how we want to go out our last year. Um, let's do something about it. So we, I, I, you know, I think the last day we left campus, I sent a group text and I was like, you know, let's go win. 20 plus games next year you know let's figure out a way to do it let's all commit to each other and let's do it and then luckily my senior year we did win we had the most wins we've ever had I think it was 21 22 um we beat we I think we beat every team in the conference except one so so it was definitely a big turn it was a big turnaround uh we came in second place in the conference um I think you know a few weather uh situations happened where some teams couldn't play so Again, not always in our control, but definitely, definitely a big turnaround from my junior year, which most of us were miserable and mm-hmm. it was a good way to go out. Yeah, of course. And that, that's the, that's the one thing about being a college athlete. Um, you know, we see more so, you know, the, the high profile fo- football programs, obviously, you know, NCAA March Madness, RIP, but you know, we see a lot of these, you know, <laughs> one and done freshmen. And then, you know, yeah, yeah you, there's always those stories of those seniors that have been there for four years that are just trying to build something. And, you know, you get that one core group where it's like six or seven seniors or, or just all upperclassmen and they're ready to rock and roll. And it sounds like you guys were able to do that 
And, you know, obviously it's unfortunate that you couldn't have been, you know, ultra hyper successful, but what is it like knowing that you had a huge hand? You were the first recruiting class to be, you know, on that D1 squad. You know, what's it like knowing you had a hand in helping build this program, especially in that uh, in Division One? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely that was kind of like the, the reason why I went and the fact that I knew I could help build a culture that, you know, as of today is still implemented and, you know, they're seeing a bunch of success now. They have recruits from all over the country. Um, so it's definitely cool to kind of still keep up with the team. And, you know, unfortunately their season did get, get cut short, but again, they were off to a hot start. Um, and it's cool to see that the kids that I was playing with that are still on the team are really excelling and kind of have taken that leadership role that, you know, when they were freshmen and we were seniors that, you know, we kind of implemented for them. Yeah, every, that's the thing, you know, as I said, March Madness, but I think it's all spring sports at this point are pretty much canceled for a lot of schools, which really stinks, you know, baseball, softball. I always look forward to the college softball World Series every single year. I watch as many of those games as I can because high level competitions, high level competition. I don't care what sport we're playing. Baseball is my favorite. So it's pretty easy for me to watch softball every once in a while, too. So it is unfortunate, but we power on. So you are a Division One athlete, but you're also a coach of some sort, right? So tell me a little bit about, you know, after kind of transitioning out of playing, you know, what led you to want to become now a coach? Yeah. So, I mean, even before um, I went to college, I coached. I have two younger sisters, one that's currently a sophomore in high school still. So I've actively always been coaching. Um, I coach with my dad a lot because he did coach me. So kind of go hand in hand with that. Uh, I coach uh, a travel softball team. I help coach a club volleyball team. And this is my first year coaching high school softball. Congratulations. Thanks. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, pretty exciting time. You know, Um, you know, my so my travel softball team, I've run the program with my dad for about four years at this point. So it's really cool because we started when they were all in middle school and high, the beginning high school. So now we're seeing them go to college now. Um, you know, my three seniors on my softball team, two of them already know where they're going to play softball. So it's really exciting that we were able to be part of that process and help them get recruited and kind of coach them along the way. That is awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be really cool. Again, you know, building that culture in college, you know, being there for four years. And, and again, while you're there, your senior year kind of helping out those freshmen and, and the sophomores a little bit. And now being able to really take a hand, you know, what is it? What do you think it's about you that you, you really like building things like this? Obviously, we're going to get to your business, which you're building a lot too. But what is it like? Just a hands on approach? Like, has, have you always been like this? Um, you know, I just like helping others, you know, because I was, I went through this experience. It's a, it's a tough experience, but rewarding one. And I like to just kind of give my knowledge. So, you know, the kids can understand where, you know, what, what the path is ahead and how to get there. Um, you know, because my sister uh, is plays on my teams, it's been nice to see that the, the kids she's grown up with that have been in my house, you know, for years that I get to see them like grow up and like kind of move on in their lives and be successful. So I think it's for me, it's just that success that they get. It's, it's a win for me. You know, I don't get paid for mm-hmm. it. I just like to do it because. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you get some cool stuff out of it, which I think is awesome. So, you know, congratulations on all that. Again, being a division one athlete, I think is incredible. First off, you know, clearly well-deserved um, and understanding exactly that position that you were in where it's, it's this weird kind of, purgatory almost you are a division one athlete that's not even a question but like just with the program and what everything is happening and how it's going I think it's really interesting and uh you know grateful that you took that route because again you've been able to help build an entire program which is really cool Mm -hmm. not many people can say that so I think that that's pretty awesome so 
after leaving college, you get a job as a tax associate. Now that has to be a blast. Um, but quickly <laughs> after uh, starting that job, if I'm not mistaken, at least this was LinkedIn said it was only a couple months after you started is when you actually started Goal Standard Athlete. So where did this idea come from and why did you want to start it so quickly? Yeah, for sure. So, um, yep. So what I did is I did my undergrad in accounting at UMass Lowell, and then I did my one-year master's program at UMass Lowell as well. Um, shortly after that, I did get a job at an accounting firm. Um, what I didn't know was going to happen was I'd have to commute over like two hours just to get there one way. So that was, you know, living near the city and going towards New York City traffic. It's not always a fun experience. So um, what happened was I kind of just like, you know, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Um, you know, accounting has done a lot for me, but again, not as fun as, <laughs> as it as sports. Um, so what I would do is on my commute to work, I would listen to podcasts. Um, I would, you know, listen to different people speak and I'm like, you know what, like I can do something like I, you know, I don't think I want to be an accountant forever, but what can I do to jumpstart that? And it just kept me thinking, you know, I would come home from a 12 hour day at work and I'd go straight to practice. And it was like nothing. It was like, I didn't work 12 hours. I was just so comfortable. I was happy to see the kids. And what happened was I kept hearing myself um, talk to the kids about how, you know, you need to start sending emails to coaches, you know, you need to feel your body correctly. You know, the different aspects of the game that weren't skill specific to your sport that mm -hmm. I felt like that they weren't doing. So I'm like, how can I make this a product and make it into a business that I can reach more than just my reach of 50 athletes? So what I did was I created Gold Standard Athletes. Um, it's a it's a box for athletes, you know, it's similar to Dollar Shave Club, you know, you get your, your razor. Yep, exactly. Yep. So so I so what I did was I put you know, I put a little bit of apparel, that, that swag, that shiny object to, to get kids interested. Um, I put recruiting material, um, a lot of nutritional information, some protein snacks, protein drinks, um, and a lot of self-care and body care products that I felt that, you know, these products could help kids get to the next level that they maybe didn't know they even needed. I love it. And I think it's such a great idea. And, and, you know, it's really funny. I think I told you this when we, when we spoke on the phone a couple of weeks ago, it's like when you find, when you hear something, it's kind of like, well, duh. Right. Like, but mm -hmm. no one thought of it, right. No one thought of it. No one had the idea. Exactly. I don't know if you, you probably have some sort of competition somewhere in the country, but it's just really interesting that, you know, none, Nike didn't think of something like this, right. How great of an idea is it? We'll give you some apparel. We'll throw in some great information. You know, as you said, you know, you have starting to have some pretty cool partnerships. Um, you know, there's, there's some really cool stuff you can be doing and, um, you as in Nike, but instead, you know, Alyssa Hasbrook had the idea and now she's <laughs> rocking with it. And hopefully Nike buys it from you for millions and millions of dollars one day. Oh, and you can sure. be very, very rich and you can do your own taxes. How's that sound? But, um, so I think, I, I just think it's a really great idea. And I like how you said, you know, that New York city traffic is the worst. I'm not a huge fan of it. That's why I always take the train and I will very, very rarely drive in. But with, with the time that you had, I think it's really great that you utilize it. You know, most people would kind of throw on sports talk radio, which every day is not a problem. Like some days you want to listen to it, right? Like sometimes you just mm -hmm. want to listen to music and that's fine. But it sounds like you really utilize that time where it's essentially downtime. You, you can't do much because hopefully you're paying attention to the road. Um, but, you know, you started to have those ideas and start to think those out. When, like, when did the idea hit? Like, when were you like, okay, you know, you wanted to do something. But when did the when did like this idea really start to formulate in your brain where it's like, OK, maybe I can do a subscription box and this is kind of what I'll have in it, you know, that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, you know, just listening to a bunch of people talk in sports business and entrepreneurship, you know, I think what really started the idea was the whole recruiting process. Um, you know, there's a lot of big companies out there that, you know, costs an arm and a leg to, you know, get recruiting information. And actually, sometimes it's not even correct information or, you know, it's a little misleading. Um, and the recruiting process is such a hard and, you know, difficult pro- process, definitely if you've never done it before. And luckily, since I've done it before, um, you know, I was able to kind of, you know, track, keep track of what I did. And now I'm currently going through with my younger sister for volleyball. So, you know, that was the starting point of, you know, how can I get recruiting information at a cost effective price to athletes um, and for them easy to digest? Um, so I guess what happened was I kind of I knew I, you know, I couldn't just leave my job tomorrow and open up a recruiting, you know, mom and pop store. Mm-hmm. So. So I kind of had to think outside the box. Um, You know, right now, my my GS warehouse is, you know, run out of my house. So, uh, you know, free rent. uh, Thanks to my mom and dad. Thanks, mom and dad. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, yeah, I think that's I just needed a way that I was able to kind of maintain it while still working, you know, um, you know, as an accountant, still rigorous uh, mm-hmm. job. So yeah, you need to obviously pay the bills first. Of course. Yes. And right now, again, March, you know, we're about a month away uh, from April 15th. So I, I assume you're very, very busy. So I appreciate your time, a little bit of your time today. I think it's fantastic. And I just again, I think it's such a great idea that you know, you were able to come up with this really, you know, it started with this recruiting process. And now it's obviously evolved to you know, making sure, as you said, self-care, making sure you're doing the right things for your body and understanding. So it's this, there's this educational format to it, as well as, you know, hey, you said the shiny object. Hey, man, you want some swag? You need that apparel. Mm-hmm. You got to look good. Um, I think your logo is really cool, too. So it doesn't hurt if it's on a, uh, if it's on a T-shirt and people want to <laughs> wear that. So I think it's pretty awesome. Um, so what, like, what is the ultimate goal for this subscription box? So you said think outside the box before, and I wanted to make an inside the box joke, but I, I held my tongue, so I apologize. But what, what is the ultimate goal for the subscription box, and, and who exactly are you trying to get it into the hands of? Yeah, um, so I mean, I think the goal really is to reach as many athletes as possible, um, you know, through this box. Uh, you know, I think my main audience right now is high school athletes because there is that recruiting piece. And, you know, once you I think once you get to high school, you either decide, you know, do I want to take this to the next level or do I want to just continue about my life and do something else, which is totally cool. Um, you know, I try to, to say that GS athletes is not just for athletes looking to play collegiately. I think it's for anybody who's looking to better themselves. Um, you know, obviously sports to me uh, translates into a lot of other things. Um, it doesn't have to be your career forever um you know it's you know when I was looking for jobs out of college uh for accounting most of my experience came from playing softball it wasn't from my internships um so I think that's a really important piece that it's not just for college uh athletes looking to play in college it's for everybody mm-hmm. um, yeah I think that's awesome yeah so um you know I think the the, the main goal for me is just to kind of continue to almost customize the GS athletes box. So, you know, if you're a football player, you might not need the same things as a softball player. Um, and I think as I grow and expand, that's something that um, is definitely in the foreseeable future. Okay. So that, that's not happening now just to, just to make sure. Yeah. So right now it's uh, it's like, a, it's any athlete can, can mm-hmm. use this box. Yeah. Um, it's, it's universal. Yeah. yeah. So very cool. And I know you've, you've started to develop some pretty cool, partnerships as well. I know uh, Muscle Milk is one that you said, you know, you've, you've spoken to them and you've been able to put the products in the boxes. What are those conversations like in getting people to understand like, hey, I have this many subscribers. This is what we're trying to do. This is our goal. 
you know, when you're speaking with these companies, what is usually the feedback that you're getting from them, such as like muscle milk? Yeah. So when I first started, you know, I just start, I mean, I currently do this by myself, but again, I, I literally would just DM people on Instagram. Um, I would email people cold, you know, never met, met them before, you know, fast forward to now I've talked to over probably over 200 companies at this point. Um, you know, I would say maybe like 150 have, you know, we've, we've had a conversation over the past, you know, year, year and a half. Um, so kind of what it, I kind of just tell them what I'm about. Um, you know, I think what really, what really hones in is people love my mission of just kind of educating athletes to achieve big, you know, through my boxes. Um, so that really sticks out to people, even though I might not have as much credibility as other companies that speak to them. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I've bigger companies, I've been able to kind of, you know, help me jumpstart my boxes. Um, and then again, I continue to keep up with these companies. Uh, you know, a lot of recruiting companies, I'll still, you know, I, I talk to just any, any kind of information that I can get, you know, whether it's tangible or intangible that can kind of keep this, you know, process going I, I take any, any opportunity and love to hear everybody. So definitely a cool experience thus far. Yeah. And thank you for this opportunity to hang out with me today. And let me just ask a few <laughs> questions. So I appreciate that. Again, when, when you reach, you reached out to me, which I, uh, I always love when people reach out to like, Hey, can I, can I come on and share my story? Hell yeah, you can. It's usually me DMing people randomly and <laughs> emailing and say, Hey, I think you got a cool story. You want to come on? But no, I, I, again, I just think it's so cool that you've been able to build this business over the last couple of years and, and really just continue to push it. And just get in front of people. So as you said, like your, your target market mostly is that, you know, older middle school, high school age, you know, about to get into college. How, how do you go about getting in front of that market? Now it's nice that you are a high school coach, right? So that helps. Um, and you know, you're a part of these, a lot of these programs. So, Hey, there's a bunch of kids. If they're not all buying it, what the hell are they doing? Right. But how, how do you go? And I mean, again, those 50, that's important, but how do you get this in front of a hundred, 200, 500, 10,000 people? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think that in the beginning, I really did um, use my network uh, to kind of get it out. You know, I've, I've lived in, um, you know, a, an hour north of New York City my whole life. Um, so I've definitely, you know, been, you know, talking to athletes for years and years before this. Uh, you know, one of the first things I did was I got the GS logo on a t-shirt and I just started handing them out to kids at uh, my sister school and neighboring high school just to get the name out there. Um, and, what I really do is I leverage social media because I do work. Um, you know, I can't always be in front of kids all the time. So what I do is I, you know, put a lot of content out, whether it's recruiting tips or motivational quotes. Um, you know, kids are kids will, will get into my DMs and I'll, you know, answer any question they have, whether it's a recruiting thing or, you know, what can I eat to gain weight? It doesn't matter. I'll answer them. Um, you know, thus far, I've probably gotten about like into 25 states. And that's, you know, mostly because of the fact that I use social media, you know, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, you know, any single, any single free, you know, way to market, I'll do it. So can you explain TikTok to me? Why do kids love TikTok so much? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's still something that I kind of try to figure out. But um, it, it's interesting. I think it's just the fact that it's short videos, like, mm -hmm. and you just kind of scroll through them and, you know, it's just, it's, it just grabs your attention. You know, my it. sister, my sister's on TikTok all the time. I'll, I'll, I'll find myself on TikTok, you know, at lunch and I'll, I'll send them to her. It's just kind of like a goofy, fun way to kind of just keep connected to, you know, everyone around us. It was, it was inevitability, right? You know, it started with Facebook and Twitter where it was just words. And then we moved to Instagram where it was pictures, obviously, you know, you have Snapchat and stories and all that stuff. And then now it's just video, um, which again, it, mm -hmm. it kind of was 
going to happen. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I don't really want to get on it. I'm, I'm afraid I'll waste too much of my time. And I don't know. It's not for yeah, me. Yeah, you got to be I, careful. Yeah, exactly. I respect it. And, you know, in the beginning, I thought it was super weird. I still think it's super weird. But you got to do what you got to do. You're running a business and you're trying to get in yeah. front of that demographic. You pretty much have to be where they are. So, yeah, exactly. Very smart on your yeah. part. And, like, I guess, how much content are you putting out, especially having a full-time job and then having our multiple-hour commute both ways? Like, how are you managing your time, you know, doing doing all of this? Yeah, I mean, I think um – you know, because I most I can access mostly everything on my phone. Um, I'm lucky enough to, you know, if I think of something, I'll just write it down and then I'll, you know, kind of just get back to it later. Um, you know, I have a lot of a lot of things saved up, so you know, I'll, there'll be times where you know I'll use a weekend and just think about all this content I can use, and then I'll kind of you know use it willingly. You know, yeah. when I decide when it's when it's the right time. Yeah. Um, when I first started, um, I grabbed about maybe like 10 to 15 kids from my sister's high school that were her friends and one of her friends had a camera and I said hey do you want to do a photo shoot so so um what I did was I used the hour before my travel softball practice in the gym uh to just do a photo shoot I gave them all free t-shirts and I was like hey just you know bring a soccer ball bring a basketball and really just kind of have fun with it um so you know people today like they're like wow these pictures are awesome I'm like you know I it was because I just used my network um, and we had a good time doing it. I love it. Yeah. Plus it's fun, right? That's the thing about yeah. creating content most of the time. It's just fun. Like I don't get paid to do this, but I mm-hmm. enjoy doing it. So, I mean, it costs me money, but whatever. I still want to do it, right? I'm still going to do <laughs> yeah, it. I'm exactly. still going to talk to you and we're still going to have a good time. Hopefully spread your story a little bit. And again, I'm going to make sure I get that TikTok link or handle. I don't even know what they call it. I'll put it in the show notes so everyone can go check out your funny videos. But um, no, I think it's I think it's really smart on your part just to be able to make sure. I mean, you have all these free tools in front of you. Just utilize them, right? And, and you know, as you said, you know, you kind of used that hour before. You use your weekends. I mean, now it's going to be a little weird because there's really no sports going on, which is unfortunate. But it's still just, you know, one of those things where you can think of things to do, you know, see if it hits. And if it hits, just do more of it, right? It's not, this isn't brain yeah, surgery or anything. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, trying everything and anything to just kind of push push GS athletes. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I you know, I, I think a few weeks ago I went to a football event where I actually set up like a pop up store. Um, and it's just fun to just get in front of athletes um and interact with them. You know, whether you know their parent walks up and is like, oh, what do you guys do? And I kind of just tell them my story, and then you know it just turns into something more. Um, you know, I just love you know, being where the athletes are, seeing them perform and there's so many talented athletes out there. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah. And I think it's great. And again, I think because you're taking the educational angle, you know, how to get recruited, what you need to know when recruited again, as we said, healthcare, wellness, you know, all those things, it's a lot easier to get in with the parents, right? You know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, how, how many 16 year old kids want to buy a $30 or $25 subscription box? Well, mom, uh, you know, I think this <laughs> would be great for me, you know, so, so obviously, getting in front of the kids because they're, they're the ones that are going to be utilizing the product. But how have you, you know, obviously that's a great story with going to the pop-up tent and talking to the parents, but how else have you really tried to make sure you're getting in front of the parents now? Because if the kids want it, they're going to ask their parents for it, but their parents are still the ones that have to say yes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles is I can promote all day long on Instagram, but you know, your parent might not see it. And you know, it, it gets to that place where, you know, they're saying, mom, can you buy me this? And they're like, well, what is this? So that's definitely been probably one of the biggest challenges for me is to get, get it to the parents. Um, you know, so that's why I do use LinkedIn and Facebook because I feel like Facebook definitely a little more parent oriented. 
um, in terms of, you know, there's not many kids old that are people. on Facebook. Let's, just, <laughs> yeah, let's exactly. be honest, it's old people. <laughs> it really is. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, once we're back up and running uh, with the youth sports circuit, definitely just, you know, getting in front of people. I think that really helps me um, just because they don't know who I am. They don't know, you know, it's a new, it's a new thing. You know, like you said, a lot of, a lot of boxes aren't educating athletes. They're just kind of, you know, some just like gimmicky stuff, you know? Um, So yeah, I think definitely once people hear what I'm doing, they're like, wow, this is awesome. And it's almost like instantaneously. They're like, all right, well, where can I get more? I love Um, it. Yeah, I mean, one of the things recently I did was I put out a free ebook. Uh, it was like 30 pages of recruiting information. Um, I interviewed a few college athletes. Um, there's a lot of behind the scenes things that you might not know you needed. Um, you know, I have an email template that you can use to email coaches with. So things like that. That's awesome. Why didn't you tell me you were a published author? I would have, I would have introduced <laughs> you like that, man. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it It literally, Um, I think it was like a few weeks ago, I just was like, you know, what? I want to get this done. So I literally sat every every night and I got a lot of other people kind of, I would say experts in their field, whether it was nutrition, sports training um, that I've met through starting GS athletes. Um, and I asked them to uh, contribute. And luckily, most of them did. So what I did was just put it all together. And I just kind of use that as a free, free tool for, you know, anyone who wants to know more about GS athletes, they can. So and they go to your website, they have to put give, in, give you your email address, right? And then that way yep. you can continue to market to them that way. Very smart, Alyssa. Yep. Look at you. You're paying attention. You're taking it. You're doing your stuff. I mean, you have enough time on your ride to, to work. Uh, you, might as well, you might as well take that information and utilize it. I love it. I think it's, yeah, sure. it is a great idea. And I think it's very important, again, you know, that taking the, I'm going to harp on it because I think it's the most important part, you know, taking that educational route. I mean, you have email templates that people can take and utilize and because you've done it and you're doing it now with your sister and you've, you've worked mm. with so many athletes because you're a coach and you've seen these types of things. So I think it's great that you're giving away a lot of this information for free because that's how people are going to notice you. That's how people are going to say, wow, she actually cares, right? This isn't just give me money and I'll give you a t-shirt mm-hmm. and, and some supplements. It's, you know, here, we're here to help. And I think that that is how you're going to win the long game. I think that's very important. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, this is a journey. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, so definitely, I just, I just, for me, it's just getting content out to athletes that they can actually use. You know, I don't want something that they're going to look at and then throw away in two seconds and then get back on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so. Well, they're on TikTok, <laughs> but they're just paying attention to what you're doing, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. The, that's the plan. <laughs> I love it. And then so again, I think it's also really interesting that you're utilizing, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn for more of that um, adult, you know, we'll say market because so how what type of content are you putting out over there? Cause I can understand Instagram, TikTok. you're trying to get in front of the people that want the product. What type of content are you creating for the product or for the product so that the parents notice it and they say, wow, this is actually something we could utilize. Yeah. So what I've done is when I first started, uh, I joined a bunch of kind of parent athlete groups in Facebook um, just to kind of see what's going on in there. And I kind of check up on them. And then what I'll do is sometimes I'll, you know, I'll, whether I comment on them or as myself or as GS athletes, and kind of just use that to kind of, oh, I, I could, should give a recruiting tip about X, Y, and Z because I just read that someone was asking about that. So I definitely try to use what people are, you know, real time need help with. And I try to use that to make my content. Um, so I think it's just a matter of, you know, just getting educational content that, you know, it might not just be for the athlete how to, how to weight train. It might be, you know, for the parent. How do I get my kid in front of coaches? So just really just kind of observing what's going on. And so, so utilizing that kind of real time, are you then, you know, is that how you then create the content, what goes into the box itself? 
yeah um so you know luckily because I do coach you know a thousand softball teams and volleyball teams or whatever else I use I use my athletes as feedback um you know I'll, I'll ask my sister you know would you use this I, I I got a few samples um last week and I said Alondra my sister uh I'm like can you bring this to your tournament tell me if you use this what do you you know what do you like about it what don't you like about it she'll just give me that feedback and I'm like okay well maybe this is something I want or maybe it's something I don't want so definitely just like kind of you know, using that feedback from the athletes. Mm. And then same thing, I guess. So, so using the feedback for the actual product itself, but then like, what about the educational stuff again, going back to, you know, weight training or how do you get your kit? You know, do you, do you again, take that information and try and then create something that can then go to, to both the athletes and the parents within the box? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think it kind of works the same way. Uh, you know, I might text one of my players, Hey, you need to email this coach this like, and I'll go, okay, this is a good recruiting tip for everyone else in the world to see. So I'll just kind of, you know, kind of just, it's just something because I'm so connected to um, high school athletics and the recruiting process right now. It's just things that I'm just really thinking about um, that I know can help kids. And I just put it out on my DS account. I love it. I think it's awesome. And I'm very excited to see, see where you're going. So um, Alyssa, tell me if I was to order a box, which I'm going to be totally honest, I'm probably not because I don't really know what I'm going to do with a recruiting tip. Even when I was 18, <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere. But if I was to get a box, what, what is something or what are, what are the things that I could expect that would be coming relatively monthly? Um, so I always try to have some type of GS apparel in there, whether it's accessory apparel, um, you know, what what kind of created organically with GS is Team GS. You know, it's just it's just our community of athletes that are kind of inclusive to you know what we preach and are all on the same page when it comes to you know educating athletes. Um, so definitely something of that nature. Um, you know, I had a massage ball. Uh, you know, if you got if you have a few cramps, you know, need to get some cramps out. Um, so that's one of the things. Like that's kind of that falls into that category of self care and body care and how to take care of your body. Um, you know, always some type of nutritional drink, you know, whether it's muscle milk, um, protein water, um, you know, whether it's some type of supplement to hydrate yourself. Um, and then I also try to get some type of protein, you know, something that you can bring to your five hour tournament that you can just have really quickly um, that can kind of keep you going during the day. So I try to hit those categories of nutrition, body, self-care, um, and then that kind of that swag and then it kind of branches off from there swag everybody loves swag right <laughs> we all want to wear yep. a t-shirt nothing wrong with that yeah and I, again i just think it's so cool how you've been able to go about this and it sounds very you know again listening to some of the people you do i'm sure you know the gary v's of the world and all these others you know the, the processes behind it are almost as just as important as what you're actually doing right because if you don't have these processes and you're kind of just throwing stuff at a wall nothing's ever going to stick but it's nice to know that you have all right these are the four categories i'm going to hit you're going to get four to six pieces of you know equipment or or items or food or whatever it is a, a month and you know you can mm -hmm. expect to then learn about it too so i guess but my next question is then you know if you're working with the muscle milks uh, you know i don't i've never heard of protein water so i'm assuming that's another brand that you've been able to you know get in front of do you then like kind of explain what each item in the box is and just be like hey this is a you know this is muscle milk this is the best time to use this this is why you want to use it that kind of stuff as well yeah, so um, what I do is I try to kind of leave like a digital carbon copy of, you know, if they give me information to use, uh, just because I don't want to, you know, flood the box with mm -hmm, a bunch mm -hmm. of papers that again, you know, are just going to kind of be thrown out when they see a really nice dry fit shirt. So, um, 
so yeah, I try to try to keep it digital. Um, you know, when I'm on my Instagram, you know, I'll put up a, a post about the box and then kind of give you the details behind it. Um, and then again, when kids reach out, reach out to me via email or, you know, social media, I'll definitely answer them and like kind of inform them on, you know, what it is. Very cool. And then with the, with the shirts that, I mean, dry fits, you're not messing around. Like where, how do, did you, is it through Nike? Is it through a, a like a, an apparel company? Do you do this all your own? How exactly do you go about creating like the swag aspect of it? Um, so again, uh, just a, a networking connection I made early on, um, I was able to get connected with a manufacturer um, that so far has been really worked out really well for me um, in a cost effective price. So I kind of just been sticking on that route. And so far, no problem. So Hell yeah. Let's uh, let's keep it that way. Knock on wood and we're good to go. So good stuff. So um, Alyssa, what is, what's your like pie in the sky view? Um, actually, no, first, I know if I'm not mistaken, you've kind of had an evolution of this product, right? It's a little different than it was in the beginning. And and I guess what was in the beginning and, and where did those changes and ideas come from? Um, yeah. So I think um, in the beginning, it was probably a lot more items in a bigger box. Um, I just felt like in the beginning, I just wanted to get it out there yeah, for yeah, everyone, yeah. kind of for everyone to see. Um, and then, so after about, you know, a half a year of doing that, I was like, all right, well, let's take a step back. Let's evaluate what's going on and let's talk to the athletes on what they like and don't like. So what I really did was kind of just use their feedback and kind of hone in on, you know, whether it's three to five products that I felt like they really wanted um, and then kind of take it from there. So that's and what, high. How, how much bigger was it in the beginning? Uh, it was a pretty big box. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, something, you know, I, I use Facebook groups to kind of figure out how to run a subscription box. <laughs> so it's all been tra- kind of trial and error. Hell so, yeah. Uh, that's so what you got to do it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, now I can carry, you know, eight boxes instead of two boxes in my hand when I have to lug these all around. So, uh-huh. um, so that was probably a key factor too, in uh, getting cool. the box a little smaller. But, Very um, smart. Yeah, exactly. And if everything's <laughs> self-taught, of course, there's going to be a little trial and error and you're going to kind of figure yourself out. I'm sure it's going to, there's going to be more evolutions and it's going to continue to get better in the future. So back to that other question, what exactly, like, what is your pie in the sky view? I'm not going to say what does you want it to look like in five years, but perfect perfect case best case scenario what exactly what what are you doing and and how how much more are you helping these athletes um you know i i think for me right now um my pie in the sky is you know almost kind of changing you know with what's going on and i you know i don't know if i have a clear answer to that because you know i have so many things going you know kind of going on in my head that i'm kind of like you know i want this that and that so i think it's just a matter of kind of using that trial and error right now being you know, a newer company and kind of really paying attention to the market um, and kind of taking it from there. Um, You know, I did, you know, in terms of building, you know, the brand, I think, you know, I'm going to need a bigger team. Uh, You know, hopefully I can move out of my, my uh, warehouse in my house. Uh, That would be ideal. Keep the free run (laughs) as long as you can. That's the best thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I continue to have to get creative and how I can use my, my room to, you know, store everything. And sleep, of course, you need to yeah, do that exactly. too. I'm sure yeah. your, your bed, maybe, did you throw your bed up on like stilts so you can put all these boxes underneath it maybe? That's probably a, might be a good yeah. good, like, good way to save some space. But um, Alyssa, this was absolutely fantastic. Alyssa Hasbrook, founder of Gold Standard Athletes. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you. I really had a good time uh, just, you know, talking it up. That's all we're here to do, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of For the Love of Sports with Alyssa Hasbrook. She was absolutely wonderful, as I said in the beginning, and I hope you guys really enjoyed our conversation. Everything is in the show notes, as always. All her socials, all the funny stuff we talked about. We also would really appreciate it 
If you could give us a five-star review, that would be incredible. It would help a lot with the iTunes reviews, and it would really help more people see and hear this show where I have all these really cool people on to talk about their stories, and I love it. So thank you all so much. Sincerely appreciate it. Time's the only thing we don't get more of. So thank you for giving me some of yours, and I hope you make it a wonderful day.